Good morning, Two Rivers Church. How's everybody doing this morning? So I'm uh, Pastor Andrew from the Corning Two Rivers location. It's an honor and a privilege to be here today. Man, we love you. We care about you. We thank God for you. And uh, man, we just want to give a big shout out to Binghamton location and Cortland and Corning and every single person tuning in online. Also, we're coming off this amazing Easter. Uh, man, let's give it up for everybody who served on Easter. We had a massive turnout in every single location, and so many lives were changed um, on that Sunday. And still, and even today, they're going to see people's lives changed. And uh, it's such a great thing to see what God is doing here. And uh, a couple quick shout-outs, you know, some people I see out there doing great things. Everybody's doing great things. I think every single person that's serving week in and week out to make this miracle of church that we have uh, happen efficiently and effectively, uh, y'all are doing your thing out there in every location. We, we recognize all your hard work, and uh, I just want to give a shout-out to Chris McGee in Cortland, New York, man, out there holding up signs in the wintertime, and uh, rain, snow, uh, he's out there. Uh, man, let's give it up for George Cassio up in Corning, making all the sound go good. And uh, man, Maggie in Corning just got baptized today. So let's give it up for Maggie going public with her faith. Uh, Sarah Dakota, man, they're on fire for the Lord. And uh, Becky watching online. I know you haven't been here yet, but man, let's give it up for Becky online. Come on, Becky. And uh, Bradley Galloway in Binghamton, man, I came in this, uh, this evening, and he's there, he's carrying like five bags of trash and bringing them out, man, a servant heart, and he, he does multiple things here in Binghamton, and we just want to recognize and honor um, everything that y'all are doing. And there's everybody, there's so many people, way too many people to name um, in this moment, but man, that was good. I, I love you guys. And uh, so we're in a new series. How many here enjoyed the series we did last week with Pastor Will? It's, it's time, like it's time, and uh, Pastor Will brought a life-changing message. I know I was sitting there just in tears, God was working on me, and uh, the, the, the topic was the light is green, that it's time to get on with our lives, amen? It's time to get out of our unstuck, uh, parked situation and, and uh, let our yesterdays, uh, that need, we have to keep moving basically is what he was saying, and, and he had the beep, beep. And uh, one of the things I do, uh, uh, my other full-time job is I drive bus. So I'll give you a little honk, honk, you know, a little, little beep. And I'll give you a quick funny story about that, driving bus. And they got this air horn down by the, the brake. And, you know, you just put your foot there just to rest it. And all of a sudden it's like honk, you know. And I'm just waking everybody up on the bus and scaring everybody that's on the road. But I did it like 20 times. I'm like, I apologize. This is where I keep my left leg when I'm driving. And for some reason, I was in this different bus that had the air horn right there. And it was honk. And people were like, whoa, we in New York City or something? Um, but man, this, uh, this time, and I really feel this is a, a moment where God is going to do some work in your life. Like it's time. Like you need to hear it today. You need to hear it's time to forgive that person. It's time to move on from the thing that's got you stuck. It's time to uh, get past that relationship that damaged you. It's time to, to get that uh, company started, right? That, that dream that you've been dreaming about. It's time to uh, serve. It's time to make a difference in somebody's life. And I feel like sometimes we just got to get that little honk honk and uh, get us moving in the right direction. And man, I can't wait to see what God's going to do throughout this series um, the topic of tonight, and if you have your notes, uh, you can lift up your notes. If you need notes, lift up your, your hand. we got ushers that will come out and, and give you all some notes here today. And uh, the topic of today, it's time 
to choose joy. Joy, you know, and when you think of joy, you're probably thinking of like Tigger from Winnie the Pooh that's like jumping and hopping around and he's just like, like, Pastor, that's not me, man. I, I ain't buying that. You know, I'm not going to be one of those jumping around, just happy-go-lucky kind of people. But I'm going to talk about joy today. Is that cool? We talk about joy, joy online, uh, online type in joy in the comments. Um, and you may ask like, hey, Pastor, how can I choose joy when life's hard, life's difficult, uh, there's so much stuff that happens unexpectedly in life, and like, how can we choose joy when there's just so much pain and chaos in our world? And uh, the content in this sermon, I have known uh, from my own experiences, uh, and also from the Word of God, to be true and effective. Uh, so if you have your Bibles, uh, Nehemiah Chapter 8, verse 10, it says, do not be dejected and sad. Like, do not be dejected and sad. Like, if you're sad right now, don't. Don't be. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. You're looking for strength. You know how many times people will come up to me at the end of the service and ask for prayer? God, I need, I need some strength. Like, I need strength to get through this. I need strength for today. And, like, the joy of the Lord is our strength. It's the fuel. It's the, it's the thing that carries us through the difficult moments. And, you know, at pastoring, like, man, pastoring, you, you get to do a lot of different things. You experience a lot of different complicated situations. You know, you could do a, a funeral. You can do a wedding all on the same day. I've done three funerals in one day. I've uh, counseled uh, couples through the verge of divorce. I've talked to teens out of suicide. I've uh, like the things that you deal with as a pastor is just like nonstop and you can't plan for it. So if there's some planners out there, like the Mike Tyson thing, uh, you know, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the mouth, right? Uh, man, out your plan can go out the window. Like when life happens, you know, you got to make a choice. Are you going to, you going to choose joy or choose sadness? And, um, you know, we get random knocks on that. We live in next door to the church in Corning and, you know, anybody ever got an 8 a.m. knock on the door where someone's like, Pastor, Pastor, I need help. I need help, Pastor. You know, and like I, I help people in all kinds of different areas, you know what I'm saying? And uh, they're like, Pastor, Pastor, I really need some help. I need cigarettes. I need cigarettes, Pastor. I don't know what I'm going to do, Pastor. So I I guess pastors uh, are the, the grocery store now, you know, we, we carry cigarettes all the time. But uh, anyway, we, we, deal, we deal with a lot of things, uh, you know, very difficult things where it can just really take the joy out of you. And uh, that's just, that's a joke and we like, you know, there's, there's some more serious things that we deal with. But uh, I don't know about y'all, but 2020, very difficult. I feel like everybody in the world had some things going on in 2020, including myself, uh, you know, we, we, we were thriving and corning, and then all of a sudden COVID comes in, and, you know, our attendance, like, shrunk down. We had to close down for a few, like, two months or whatnot, and we've been slowly building back up, and it's been like a grind, a grueling grind, but, man, the last few months have been great. Like, we've been building teams and people getting uh, on fire for God, and, uh, man, yeah, man, God is working. It's work. He's working big time. And uh, it was just a lot. It was a lot of different uh, things you can't plan for. Um, you know, one of the things, like my grandma, uh, was in a nursing home. And, you know, this is somebody I love dearly. This is somebody I took care of for nine months when my grandpa passed with dementia and was there 24-7. And I couldn't even go into the nursing home to see her. Like, she's on her deathbed and the, you know, restrictions for nursing homes. Like, hey, you can't even come in. I'm like, wow, man. 
And then I, I got the privilege and honor to do her funeral. And then we, do, we get all to the cemetery. And the owner of the cemetery is like, hey, there's more than 10 people here. You guys got to go. I'm like, really? You know, I'm about to do a funeral for my mom, my grandma. And man, anyway, so I had to choose joy in those situations and knowing that my grandma professed faith in Christ, that she's walking on streets of gold today, that she's in a good place. And man, it's, it's it, when, when you know that God's got you, he, he's got you covered and, and, and the joy will just radiate through you. And uh, she's experiencing joy. I guarantee she's not like, Andrew, please send me back to, you know, earth, you know, or God, send me back to earth. Like, man, she's enjoying it up there. And, uh, man, it's, it's such a good thing to see the salvation that we have in Christ. He brings us through it. Uh, but I feel like the world, you know, uh, is just in a very difficult chaos. And I'm going to start off on a down and out, you know, and I'm going to walk you through joy. You guys are probably like, man, he isn't talking about joy yet. Man, I'm feeling kind of down and out now. Man, I'm thinking about my grandma and, you know, I need a cigarette. Somebody just walked out for a cigarette probably. I know somebody in Corning is probably like, I need a cigarette right now. He said cigarettes. You got to say it with a smoker voice like cigarettes and I want some chocolates. You know, give me some chocolate and cigarettes. But uh, I'll probably lose my voice by the end of this. I got a couple things planned for today, but... Um, you know, we were dealing with a lot of serious things, a worldwide pandemic, uh, racial injustice, political chaos, unstable economy, war in Russia and Ukraine, tension in home lives, bullies in schools, children acting up, unkind people everywhere, Karens, uh, miserable co-workers, uh, death of loved ones. Gas prices are very high right now, $4.20 a gallon. Gas prices are high, four twenty a gallon. And everything that I just mentioned, Vic, how is it easy to choose joy? And you have your story, what you're going through. Everyone in this room has their battle that they're going through right now. Um, but this is a scripture I use when I do funerals. And I walk people through probably the most difficult, devastating, depressing, uh, saddest days of their life. And I walk them through the mourning process. And by the end of the funerals, they have joy they have laughter. They have their eyes are just lit up with hope and optimism. And uh, it's the scripture from Ecclesiastes chapter 3. And it says, a time for everything. So verse 1, it says, for, every, uh, there is, uh, for everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. So uh, there's a time for everything, a, a time to be born. So if you're in the room, you have air in your lungs, you were born. There's also a time to die. A time to plant, a time to harvest, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to tear down, a time to build up, a time to cry, a time to laugh, a time to grieve, and a time to dance. Life throws us all types of pains of uncertainty, and there's so many times of grieving, times of being torn down. Anybody been torn down at all this year at all, or in the last year, like... Um, but there's another time coming, y'all. There's a time coming, a time of laughter, a time of dancing, a time of joy. Come on, somebody. There's going to be a time where you're going to get through those dark days that God's going to pull you through, that you're going to walk out on the other side and you're going to be saying like 10 years from now, you're like, man, I remember back in my day when I went through this and you're going to be laughing about it. You're going to have joy in your heart about it. Because God has brought you through. But when we're in the storm, when we're in the midst of 
the uncertainties of life, it's hard to see beyond in the full picture. So if you have your notes, um, I want to help you with your blanks real quick. The first, number one, the blank is knowing. And, and, and I'm going to go through a few steps of uh, how to choose joy. Knowing God has a plan and purpose for my life. I had a... Uh, so back in my uh, anniversary uh, days, we went on a trip to Atlantic City. It's supposed to be a special time between a married couple. And I spent all day out on the beach, hadn't been to the beach in a while. I got sun poisoning really bad. And when it came to that beautiful moment, I was curled up in a tub, shaking with sun poisoning, thinking I was going to die. Uh, sun poison, I've gotten sun poisoned many times in my life. I never thought about it. Uh, I went to the dermatologist to get a different thing uh, checked out. And then and that's an awkward situation when they're like an inch away from you with this light and, you know, magnifying glass and looking over all your spots and, and everything. And they found something. I, mean, I didn't think anything. I'm like too young to be getting anything. And they're like, hey, this got to get removed. This is some moderate uh, cancer. And this is just recently. So I just got, you know, a big chunk taken out of my, my chest and, you know, I look at it, I'm like, man, God, God got me. Like, thank God for early detection, somebody, right? Like, man, it's so good. But um, I could have been looking at this like, oh, man, look at this horrible news. But uh, I asked my wife, I said, hey, do you still love me? You know, you, even though I, I got a breast reduction surgery, do you still love me? I said, Andrew, I still love you. You got to have a sense of humor, man. Like, life's going to throw you some difficult stuff, and you... Like, you got a choice to make. Are you going to be down and out? Are you going to, are you going to see the best of what you're going through? Uh, and this is a common uh, scripture. We hear it all the time, Jeremiah 29, 11. Um, you know, and we're talking about God's plan and purpose for your life. And this is where you can really be grounded and rooted in joy. Um, and I'm going to explain this too. Like, a lot of times we just quote this scripture and then we kind of just go through it. But I, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. My God has plans for you, says the Lord. He, he's talking to the Jews here. He says, I have plans that are good, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days you will pray and I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. And I'll be found by you, says the Lord and I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you and bring you home again to your own land. And he's talking to people. He's giving them this, process, this promise in the midst of being in captivity, being in exile in Babylon. They're not even in their own place. It's almost like you're a prisoner of war, so to speak. And he's like, hey, I know it looks bad right now, but I got a hope and a future for you that I'm still going to work things out. You're still going to be in your own hometown. You're still going to be back in your own land. That he's going to work things out. And that's helped me through every situation in my life. Every situation I've been through where it's like, I don't know. Uh, Kay Warren uh, wrote a book about joy. And, she, and this is like her definition of joy. It says, joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of my life, amen? Like, he's in control of everything. Like, he, he has our best interests in heart. Like, he has plans for every single person here. Like, if you look at your thumbs, uh, you, you have fingerprints. And if you were to steal this Mac and, 
He took it to the pawn shop. They'd be like, hey, I've seen his fingerprints on this Mac. Because you're the only one in the whole world with those fingerprints. Because God created you. He designed you for great things. He designed you with a purpose. You're not here by accident, man. And you can walk in confidence. Like, you don't have to have your head held down and just walk like, I don't know if things are going to work out. Like, God has plans for you to prosper. He has plans for good for your life. And, and when you're living in your purpose, it brings great joy to your life. Uh, Dr. Ted Bryant, um, he, was at, uh, he spoke at one of our men's advance, and he said something that has stuck with me for like three years. Uh, he said, uh, find purpose in anything you do. Uh, and I probably butchered that quote, but we love you, Ted. Uh, but everything that you do in life has a purpose. So, like, let's just break this practical. If, if you work at the grocery store, you put food in reach of families to get. Like I said, like, oh, man, I'm working here. I can't deal with this. Like, you're, you're, you're putting food in places where families can get it. And uh, especially with the pandemic, you're, you're probably glad that somebody was there putting the toilet paper on the shelf, you know, like, yes, let's get the toilet paper. Come on, let's get it. Um, if you work uh, driving bus, school bus, you are uh, taking students to the arena to get education, and the sky, sky's the limit of the possibilities, right? Um, if you work at fast food, you feed people for a living. Like, just changing your perception of what you do, and like, when you go to work tomorrow, think of it differently. Try to find some purpose and meaning in what you do, and a couple ways you can figure out your purpose or calling is uh, how are you helping people? Because God's got a call for your life and, and, and it definitely involves helping people. You know, like if it's like, oh, I'm just going to be greedy. I'm not going to help nobody. I don't know if that's a call from God. I don't know if that's like one of his purposes. I think that's your call. You know, like your God, you made that decision, right? But if you're helping people, and you're good at it, and you enjoy doing it, and it gets you excited. Like, man, I love, like for me, I'm, I'm a pastor, and uh, one of my purposes and, and calling and just what burns within me is leading people to Jesus and preaching and communicating the gospel. And this could be just in conversation. This could be through a pulpit. This could be through social media. This could be through books, radio, Netflix, TV shows, like like, man, I, I, I want to present the gospel in a way for unbelievers uh, that will get it. They'll, their whole world will be changed. Their life will be saved. And, and make it in a way that's uh, pre presented in a way that they would want. You know, not like, oh, man, I don't want to be around that Christian, you know. Oh, man, let's get on to second. Uh, and another way you can, uh, you can learn some purpose and ways to get involved in serving is on our next steps online. There's so many different ways you can get involved and start to discovering how you're designed and gifted. Uh, number two is joy is the byproduct of spending time in the presence of God. So in the, the blank there, presence of God. Uh, Romans 15, 13, he says, I pray that God, the source of hope. So he's the source. If you're looking for hope in your life, go to God. He's the source will fill you completely with joy. Like completely. Like not just here's a little bit of joy. Here's just a little dusting of joy. Like he will fill you completely with joy because you trust in him. And then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Like this is, if I were to end the service right now, this is the game changer. Like you got to have time with God. We're going to be talking about that uh, next week. But man, 
Spending time in the presence of God, man. Wake up. If you're not spending time with God daily, like I would suggest uh, uh, 15 minutes, uh, five minutes of a worship song, five minutes of prayer, one chapter of the Bible every day. Tell me you're not going to start your day off with some joy. But I'll sit there. I'll sit there in the presence of God and and literally two seconds. doesn't matter what I go through. I know how I know this worked is like when I, I could listen to music while I was working and everybody in the department's all, you know, hating on each other and getting up on each other and just everybody's mad. And I'm just there listening to worship music like, what's y'all fighting about? Man, I feel great right now, man. I'm good. Like, I feel the presence of God. Like, I don't need, yeah, come on, somebody. Like, um, and then go to church every Sunday. Get in a small group. But even going to church every Sunday will help you with your joy. Uh, Psalms uh, 34 through 5, it says, sing praises to the Lord. So I want to talk about praise. You got to get your praise on, man. I'm gonna get some, we're going to be singing here in a second, man. I'm gonna, we're going we're gonna to praise the Lord. Uh, well, this one says, praise the Lord, all you saints, and give thanks to his holy name. Um, for his anger is but for a moment, but his favor is for a lifetime. Amen. He's got favor for you for a lifetime. Uh, weeping may tarry for a night, but joy comes in the morning, somebody. Man, joy comes through the morning. And maybe today looked like, I don't know about today, but man, you can start a whole new morning with joy. And this isn't just like, hey, I feel happy today. Like you get to walk with the confidence, like you just done spend time with the Lord and you can just have this joy that isn't based on any circumstance. It isn't based on what the stock market says or the doctor's report or COVID. Like when COVID happened, like life was same for me. I was going, I was doing what God's called me to do. I was everywhere, man. I was, I was responsible too, but man, I wasn't in fear. Like God has me and he, and he, and whatever happens, like, like I'm good because God's got me in his hands. And uh, I want to talk about praising. Like when you praise the Lord, the Bible also says that God inhabits the praises of his people. That's one of the reasons why we do worship before we preach. Like you get to experience the presence of God before we even get to the word. Amen. So you've heard my, my speaking. You've heard my preaching voice. You're probably wondering what my singing voice sounds like. Anybody have an idea? I could tell you Jared's is, uh, is uh, Jared in Cortland. He's got a country uh, accent when he sings. Uh, Pastor Will's got a soulful gospel uh, uh, singing voice, but uh, I'm gonna, I wanna let y'all in on my singing voice. You guys ready for it? You guys ready to sing today? We got some singers in the house. We have some praise in this place. So I'm gonna sing. Uh, this is Amazing Grace. This is Amazing Grace that you would take my place and you would bear my cross. That you would lay down your life so I could be set free here. Whoa. Right? Y'all never thought, like, man, you're st- like, y'all over there, like, during worship, you're like, man, he was, he was singing like, he, was, he has that nickelback voice, you know? He's singing nickelback in here. And, and then some of y'all are like, that ain't nickelback. That sounds more like a bootleg version nickelbag, you know? Um, so the third part here, uh, have a sense of humor. Having a sense of humor is key, man. This is that, 
that burst of joy when you need it, you know, and, and the presence of God is ultimately number one. But Proverbs 17, 22 says, a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit saps up. It dries up a person's strength. It's good medicine. It's good for you. Uh, laughter is so good. And, and real quick, too, I want to, I and you can, you can come back. The team can come back. Uh, praise is so important, too, and I want to touch on this, too. Uh, uh, we have a guy in Corning, uh, Matthew Newton, wrote a praise song on the way to church, and uh, he was so pumped. He was, like, writing it. And, and, and y'all are going to sing it with me, too. It's called... Uh, uh, praise the Lord, man. I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to, this is how he did it. It was like an awesome, like, uh, I'm trying to think of the artist, but um, anyway, it goes like this. Somebody help me. Praise the Lord. Somebody help me. Praise the Lord. All right, come on, let's get some keys. Somebody help me. Praise the Lord. Somebody help me. Right? You feel that? Y'all feel that? Like, y'all feel that change? Like, you guys are smiling? Like, that's what you can do in your own home, on your way to work. You can just praise the Lord, and uh, instantly you'll have a better uh, mood. You'll have joy in your life. But also, uh, you know, talking about humor, a sense of humor, like a I listen. I watch uh, different comedies. There's a lot, a ton of different uh, Christian comedians out there. Um, man, let me let me just think of a couple, real quick. Do you guys know any Christian comedians out there? There you go, John Christ, good one. Paul Washer, right, good one. Tim Hawkins. Um, anyway. Uh, there's, there's so many good uh, comedians out there. There's also a thing called Dry Bar Comedy. It's on Facebook or YouTube. Clean, funny. Uh, Tim Hawkins is another one. Uh, Heath, Arthur, Heath Arthur's a good one. He, we actually had him here a couple of years ago. But when you can crack jokes, when you can bust chops, when you can laugh, like watch a comedy. Like if you're going through a difficult moment, watch a comedy. Watch something funny. And like laughter is medicine. Laughter uh, breaks the tension that you're going through in the moment. I would suggest uh, getting a couple people that you're cool with and send funny videos, man. Prank videos, man. I'll go through TikTok sometime. I'll see somebody getting pied in the face on the escalator. I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, man, only if I could do that without, you know, I'd have to put, go to another country because I'd be like, pastors, pieing people in the face on the escalator. But, uh, but when, when you can have somebody send you a, a funny video, appropriate, you know, appropriate humor, uh, there's a lot of funny things. There's pranks. There's funny things out there. And, and you get some people in your life, they'll randomly just send you just a funny video. It'll brighten your day. So you can start it today by sending one of your friends a funny video, right? So don't be easily offended. If you're like super serious about it and you're like, oh, I'm offended, and you're probably not going to be happy. So um, the final thing, and we're going to close this out here shortly. Uh, the final point, the joy of leading people to Jesus. This is so important. I'm going to read from Philippians. We're talking about Paul here. And Paul, when he's writing this, he's in, he's in jail. He's in prison. He's in a place that isn't a nice place to be. It's not a, hey, we're, we're, we really want to book reservations to prison. You know, it's like, 
He's in a place where everybody's mad, angry, fighting over commissary. Give me those soups. I was watching that on TV. Those are my cards. You know, like it's just a place where there's just a lot. Like I preach in jails. I preach in jails and I've seen people that look depressed and no hope, have hope and experience the presence of God in jail and their whole life's changed. I just had somebody come to my church this past Sunday. like, Andrew, I just got out. It's been three years. But when you preached in there, I was an unbeliever and I didn't believe in God. And I felt the presence of God in my life for the first time in a, in a jail setting of 50 other inmates. That God can turn your life around in any situation. But this is Paul writing in jail, Philippians 1. It says, every time I think of you, I give thanks to God. Whenever I pray, I make requests for all you with joy. For you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it till now. If you're not experiencing enjoying a life, I think you need to start witnessing to people. And like, when you, as soon as you hear that, you're like, oh man, do I got to stand on the corner and hold up a sign? Repent! Right? But when you witness to somebody, you share your story, show them love, like invite them to things, invite them to your small group, invite them to church. And this gets like Paul, this brings Paul in prison joy when he sees people partnering and spreading the gospel. He says, from when you, when you first heard it, a lot of times we're like, oh, I got to go through four years of seminary before I could tell my neighbor about Jesus. When you first heard it, a lot of times we put these religious barricades for people to preach the word. Philippians chapter four says, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, I stay true to the Lord. I love you. Long, I long to see you, dear friends. Like he can't see his friends because he's in jail. They didn't have FaceTime. They didn't have nice little videos where you could be like, hey, look at my, my cell on your cell. But he says, I long to see you, dear friends, for you are my joy and the crown I received for my work. As a pastor, I get, I get, man, anytime I feel like quitting, anytime I feel like ministry's too hard, whenever I feel down and somebody comes up to me on a Sunday, it's like, hey, I brought somebody to church. And then I go up there at the end and I, I lead people to Jesus and I see them in tears and see their friend like, yes, they raised their hand. Like I get super pumped. I know Pastor Will does, I know Pastor Jared does. Like, when you bring somebody to church, man, I get so excited for that, man. Because I see the stories. I do a lot of baptisms. And I see the stories. I see what it could have been without Jesus. And I see what it is now, that they're changing in an instant. That they're being transformed. They're being born again. It's such a joyful experience. And then you're going to look over and be like, Yes! You're going to see their life starting to change. They go from the annoying friend to like competent and just on fire for God and just like, hey, are we going to church this Sunday? Your friend starts inviting you to church when you feel like slacking, amen? But we need to uh, invite people to church. Like this brought joy to Paul, man. 
I'll give you a quick story. Uh, Dakota and Sarah, uh, they've just been on fire for God and since like January, man, every single week. And I, I, I was going through Walmart and I seen Sarah witnessing to the person uh, at the, the deli, like she like handing them cards, come to church. And like, she didn't know I was there. I seen her inviting somebody to church. I'm like, yes. And then she introduced me and then him and his family have come. Uh, there's been other family members that have come since. Like we got Raul in the house. Raul got baptized on Easter. And somebody like, yeah, come on, let's give it up for Jesus. We got Taylor. Man, God is just getting a hold of Taylor's life, bringing real freedom to her and everything that was holding her up. And she invites people. She invites Julie and Jason. They've been coming. They got baptized on Easter. Come on, somebody, man. They're going public. Like, their eyes are full of joy. Their life's being changed and transformed. And now they're inviting people. It brings joy. So, one, right? No God has a plan and a purpose for your life. Two, joy is a byproduct. It's a fruit of the Spirit of spending time with the Holy Spirit. It's a fruit. It's a byproduct. The same thing for love. You don't feel like loving people? Spend time with the source of love. Like he'll fill you up, overflowing with love. I say this to couples. I say this to married couples all the time. Just allow the love tank to be filled up. Three, have a sense of humor. Laugh. Crack some jokes. When you're going through a difficult moment, I don't know, just come up with something silly, man. It'll help you through. And then number four, final thing, is uh, the joy of leading people to Jesus. Let us pray. Lord God, we just thank you for today. We thank you that you're the God who has a plan and a purpose for our life, that you love us unconditionally, that you care about us, that you created us with purpose, that we don't have to walk around depressed and saddened. and like we, can, we can be lifted up by you, God, because you have plans for us for good. Even when things are horrible, even when things don't make sense, God, you have something good in store for us. That we can walk with confidence that we are in the greatest hands that you can be in. God's hands. He cares for us. He died for us. He rose for us. He has a plan and a purpose for our life. He loves us unconditionally. God, I pray that we could just spend time in your presence, that the fruit of the Spirit will be evident in our life, that they'll know that we're disciples by the love that we have for one another, that we won't be the miserable person at work, we'll be the joyful person at work. Doesn't mean you have to jump around like Tigger, but you just have that smile on your face, you have that joy, that it's all gonna be okay. Thank you, Jesus. Help us to laugh. Help us to praise. Help us to worship you. Help us to spend time with you. And ultimately, God, I pray that you just help us to lead people to Jesus. There's no greater joy in Jesus' name. Amen.